Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 10-11, it's a Tuesday, 14th of November, 2023. Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. Good to have you along today. Again, the new text line... 218-722-0839. That's also our phone number, but we'll take texts throughout the show. Got questions for guests, something to say, whatever's on your mind any weekday between 10 and 11. 218-722-0839. We're all brought to you by Sanju, Sanju Polaris, Sanju.com, where the cars are. Talk some hockey on the radio show today. UMD men's associate coach Adam Kraus at a about 10.35. Joining us now from the rinklive.com, he covers St. Cloud State. McHatton, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing, Bruce? I'm good. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm coaching youth hockey, so it's a busy time for me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's right. I forget you're still in that uh, that racket. Yeah. Uh, yeah my, my youngest son is a uh, first-year Bantam, so we're about four games into our season we got a game tonight actually it's uh it's a crazy world i my son went through that for his he played all of his years in proctor i coached him one year and i think i might have said this to you at some point i swore i'd never do it again it, i just don't I, I temperament patience whatever i just did not have it i i was and it wasn't the kids it was the parents yeah that's uh that's entirely uh <laughs> i've i've had some ups and downs with parents. I can't uh, deny that, and and so yeah, I mean the the kids are always uh, well. I shouldn't say always, but ninety nine percent of the kids are not the problem. Right, <laughs> I would agree. Uh, St. Cloud State, a tough start to the year. They got swept in Mankato. They had the loss against St. Thomas, the overtime loss on the Ryder Donovan goal in St. Cloud. And maybe some questions at that point, but here they are roaring back with four straight wins, their first 4-0 and zero start in the NCHC in five years. What's been the difference the last few weeks, you think, for St. Cloud State? I, I think, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, just like when things are not going well, it's a combination of things. I, you know, when things aren't start going well, it's a combination of things. I think for one thing, uh, their, their goaltending has been really good uh, here the last, Two weekends, uh, you know, Dominic Bass. He's had two very good weekends back to back. You know, shutouts in both of the the Saturday games. Uh, you know, one of the big problems, kind of in the early going, was that uh, you know they they lost three veteran centers. Uh, you know, with, with when Aiden Spellsy, Grant Crookshank, uh, and um, Yami Kranilov, uh, You know. Uh, graduated from last season, so you take three, you know, you got three brand new centers uh, kind of coming in, and you know, it, it, there were some growing pains there. They tried different guys there. They, I, I think, they finally have kind of found some line combinations that they think, uh, you know, are, are obviously had some success here in the last few weeks. Uh, so that's been, uh, you know, a lot better. And then. You know, it's just been you know different things. Uh, you know, the the penalty kill has been a lot better here the last two weekends. The, I think they they've killed their last ten penalties. Uh, and then you know Dylan Anhorn, uh, who's the team's captain, 
Uh, he's coming back from – he actually broke like three bones in his foot last season. Uh, and he when he came back here this for his fifth season, I think he was – he was trying to make up for lost time, it felt like, and he's kind of settled back into just playing his game and not trying to do too much. So I think, it, like I said, I think it's been a combination of things. Dylan Anhorn is a player. You know, UMD played St. Cloud State. I've made this, I've joked about this so much. They played seven times last year, and every one of those meetings was between the last weekend of January and the end of the year, so it felt like all you saw was UMD and St. Cloud State. <laughs> Dylan Anhorn played yeah. in zero of those seven games, and you know he's such a difference maker for the Huskies on the blue line. You, you throw him out there, you got Jack Peer, and, and some, they've got some younger guys, some newcomers, but how big of a difference has it made for that St. Cloud State blue line to have Anhorn back and have him back playing a little more of the form we saw from him in the first half last year. Yeah, no, it, it, it's been it's been huge. I mean, I, I you know, I I, I know this is going to sound maybe a little. I, I don't want to go too far over the top, but like one one of the things that you know when I think back to when Scott Brunovich was at UMD, one of the things about him was that he could change the pace of games. And Anhorn is that kind of defenseman where when the puck's on his stick, for one thing, good luck trying to get it off of his stick because he does a really good job of puck protecting. And he's just a guy that is always patient, uh, and, and, he's, and he's tough to handle for you know anybody kind of defending against him. So uh, he's, you know, when, when, if you remember last season too, St. Cloud State was cruising along. Uh, they end up, you know, sweeping Denver. Uh, that was when he got hurt. Actually, was before the second game against Denver, and they they were top the top ranked team in the country. He gets hurt, and then they had a, a funk there for several several weeks after. But it's like you don't take a guy like that out of the lineup and not feel it because he's kind of their he's on the top power play unit, he's on their top penalty kill unit, uh, and he just eats a lot of minutes. Talking to Mick Hatton of TheRinkLive.com covering St. Cloud State as the Huskies and Bulldogs will collide for the first time this season, this weekend, at the Herb Brooks National Hockey Center in St. Cloud. Mick, you know, I mentioned Jack Peart's name, and, and he's a guy that a lot of folks up here like to follow, Mr. Hockey winner at Grand Rapids, a Minnesota Wild draft pick. I thought he was... If he wasn't St. Cloud State's best player down the stretch last year, he was certainly in the team picture to be their best player. How's the start been this year? You know, if you're looking at it from a numbers standpoint, the numbers don't look like overwhelming. I mean, he's not throwing up massive numbers, but they have been really excited uh, with the way he's played at both ends of the rink. They think his his skating and his conditioning have been uh, have, have made a marked uh, improvement over over last season. Uh, you see him being a lot more active. I think is, is the best way to describe him. Uh, you know, he, he's trying to. Uh, you know, be a, be a guy kind of like you were mentioning we've been talking about Anhorn or whatever but I mean, a, a guy that you know, pushes the pace a little bit more and, and, is, and is trying to be a little bit more active on, on the offensive side, and he is being more active it's just, to this point they, they, he, he doesn't have a lot, of, a lot of points, so it doesn't look that way, but if you watch him play uh, you'll, you'll notice that about him 
Uh, Mick, up front, uh, there's been a lot made, or there was a lot made going into the year, and you already mentioned it, you know, losing those three centers, Cranola and, and Spellacy and Crookshank, who were such big cogs at the middle of the ice and, and for, for St. Cloud last season. They got Mason Salquist back, and, and all of a sudden he's been elevated. What's he look like so far, and, and, and what's been the mix as they've tried to find the right combinations of players to play around these new centers? Yeah, uh, you know, with, with Salkwitz, yeah, he he has kind of, you know, started to, you know, find it, I think, here in the last, you know, few weekends. Uh, you know, actually, the uh, he was a little bit banged up going into the, that Miami series, and they weren't really sure if he was going to play. And then <laughs> they ended up deciding to, to, to play him and just to see how, how he would do. And, and uh, he ended up having a, just a terrific – uh, weekend, he's great on the faceoff dot, and he's added a little bit more offense here, you know, recently. And so they've they, they've kind of got a little bit that top line now is is Salquist with Kyler Kupka and Joe Molinar, uh, and and so the, the, that's kind of the veteran line for them. And then uh, they've moved some, they've tried a lot of different combinations, but now they've kind of settled into Vidi Mietnin with Werner Mietnin at, at center with, with Zach Okabe, and then uh, Barrett Hall, who's off to a good start, uh, uh, Seattle crack and a uh, draft pick, is playing center with Adam Ingram and Jack Rogers, and then uh, Tyson Gross is with Grant Deshaun and Jack Ryman, at least that's the way it was this past weekend. Uh, but uh, you know that that those combinations have have kind of come along. You know, here's the thing about St. Cloud State. You know, playing well here in the last couple of weekends. You know, if you had told me that they were going to win their first four conference games and were sitting ten games in, and Zach Okabe had one goal and four points, <laughs> I would have said there's no way that's going to be possible because Okabe's a guy that can can score some goals. He's off to a little bit of a slow start for him. I'm Mick Hatton, TheRinkLive.com. Our guest as we look ahead to UMD St. Cloud State this weekend. You already mentioned the name Dominic Bassey. Last year was a, kind of a timeshare with him and Jackson Caster. Now it's Dominic Bassey's net. He has started all 10 games. Slow start, but these last couple of weekends, we, we've seen him emerge, and, and the Huskies have allowed four goals in four games to start the NCHC season with a couple of shutouts thrown in there. How good has he been these last couple of weekends? And, and, and kind of, you know, it seems like he's gotten better as the season has gone on here through 10 games. Yeah, it, it, it does seem that way. And, you know, he's, you know, as, as you, as people have seen St. Cloud State know, I mean, he's a great big goalie. He's six foot six. Uh, you know, and, it, and so I mean, he can cover a lot of net, uh, but it seems like uh, he's tracking the puck a lot better here in the last couple of weekends. It seemed like early on. I mean, he's he's a guy that you know sometimes like in that series against uh, St. Thomas, uh, he didn't get many shots early on in that game, and then St. Thomas kind of came down and popped one on him, and he just never seemed to kind of get on track in that game that that they ended up losing. The next, the next day down at St. Thomas, he got just peppered, <laughs> and and uh, you know they end up winning a one to nothing game where he was clearly you know the difference uh, for for St. Cloud State. But he he's been more consistent uh, here in the last uh, two two series where he's looked really good both nights, and so that's a really good sign for them. Uh, we're really early yet, Mick. But if you look around the NCHC, does anything jump off the page as surprising through the first, uh, you know, five weekends or so of the college hockey season? Um, you know, I, I I think you know to me, I, I, and 
you know, I certainly didn't say this in the preseason poll, but I had a lot of questions about North Dakota going in with 14 new players and, you know, totally new defensive group. And, and they they just look like North Dakota always apparently looks like, you know, I mean, they're, they're ranked at the top, whatever they are, top five here again. And so I, was, I wasn't sure what to expect out of them just because there were, like I said, so many new faces. Uh, you know, Colorado College has been, you know, a little bit up and down here, but, you know, they look like they're better offensively, which was kind of, you know, what they were hoping for. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I, I thought UMD would be a little bit better, you know, right now than, than they are. But, uh, you know, they just in following UMD from a distance, it looks like they're kind of struggling to find uh, – find the back of the net uh, on the offensive side but it looks like they're they're playing pretty well uh in their own zone and they're getting some uh some really good goaltending here the last couple weeks huh yeah matthew Thiessen has been uh, he's been a revelation these last three games against the gophers and then the two against north dakota I, I don't have the numbers in front of me but he stopped 47 against the gophers and then i want to say he made 70 saves over the two games against north dakota it's 117 saves in three games and yeah, the first thing that jumps when you think about that is that's a lot of saves in three games, especially for a team like UMD that has always prided itself on playing really well defensively. But uh, it, and the the bright side of it is they've gotten those 117 saves. He's kept them in all three games, quite frankly, even though they haven't won any of them. It'd be great to get them a win, but they've got to like the way he's playing in net right now. It's a matter of tightening things up in front of him. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, going into the season for, for UMB, the, the question was whether or not they were going to be able to, to, to score, right? I mean, they, they kind of lost. I mean, outside of Ben Steve, somebody's got yeah. to step up for them, right? No, there's no question. And I think that's uh, that's what you're, you're waiting to see happen here now is, is you know, does – because losing Dominic James doesn't help, right? Um, because he he was the engine of that top line, the the engine in a lot of ways of the power play with with the pace he plays the game at it. It's not a he he plays it at a pace that really nobody else on the team can get to, which is good and bad. But the, the, when you lose it, man, you, you can really tell. So I, I think they're trying to fill that hole as best they can. But they they're trying Mick to find that five on five scoring as so many teams are. The power play has been good, but you know you can't live and die on your power play. Yeah, that's that's definitely the case. I mean, you, I, you, it's one of those things where you you can't count on right. You can't count on getting six, seven power no. plays a game to power your offense. So I mean, you 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 can't rely entirely on on, on the power play because because of that because the, the officiating kind of comes and goes and, and games kind of come and go with how rough they are. So you you just yeah you have to find five on five scoring. Uh, mix at the rink live.com a podcast available all the time as well but all the writing is there it's all uh, free no paywall mick thank you so much man appreciate this we'll see you this weekend all right you take care bruce mick hatton the rink live the rink live.com bulldog st cloud state 7 30 friday 6 p.m saturday from the herbrooks national hockey center in st cloud right here 
on KDAL. 1026, Bulldogs associate coach Adam Krause after the news on the Bruce Siski Show. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota football after this. How much can you save when you shop Cub? Let's just say you might need a bigger cart. We've lowered prices, so you save more. On Essential Every Day, it's easy to see the savings. Across the aisles, from pantry products, to frozen foods, to delicious dairy, and more. Your family will love it, guaranteed, or your money back. Shop Cub and save today. My Cub, my way. See store for details. Golden Gopher head coach P.J. Fleck gives an assessment of his quarterback, Ethan Kaliak-Manis. I think he's getting more consistent. You know, I mean, by, by no means can you sit there and say, you know, he's an elite quarterback in the Big Ten right now, and I don't know if he'd stand up here and tell you that. I think he's working to become that every single day, and I appreciate that from him. I think you're seeing a lot more comfort in the pocket. You're seeing a more understanding of the offense. I think you're seeing more understanding of situational football. Uh, you know, he's thrown three touchdowns in the last two games with no interceptions. I mean, and these, there's massive there's massive wins inside our walls that with the development of young players, you're like, all right, I see it. Not massive wins to the outside into a result that you get judged upon and win a loss, but I'm seeing massive wins inside. I'm seeing massive wins with our young players coming back from injury, rehabbing, the way they're down there in the training room, the commitment level, the I mean – the five, six times a day, they're wearing out our trainers to get back on the field or just be in there to get healthy, um, understanding how to take care of your body. There's so many wins inside of it that when you get to game day, okay, might not be what everybody wants it to be right now, but I can see behind the curtain and I see every day inside our walls. And that's why I say nobody ever questions how hard our guys work and how hard they play. That's Gopher head coach P.J. Fleck, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Coast to coast. They're right there in front of us. They don't see them. Late nights on KDAL. Coming up, we'll talk some more hockey as we chat with UMD men's associate coach Adam Kraus. His thoughts on kind of a rough start to the year for the Bulldogs as we head into St. Cloud and match up with the Huskies this weekend. Adam Kraus is with us after a CBS News update. Bruce Siski show continues at 1033 on KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. Shake and bake. Yeah. What that just awesome. Makes no sense. So shake and bake. It's nonsense. Well, you could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake and bake. <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah. It rhymes. They're both verbs. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 10.37. Tomorrow, UMV women's assistant Emma Sobiak. Also, coming up this week on the radio show, Minnesota Wilderness coach Colton St. Clair. I think that might be tomorrow. Chris Long, KSTP Television. We'll talk Red Hot Vikings and Wolves as well. And I'll be out Friday, but uh, Dave will have some content as we preview UMD St. Cloud State this weekend. Speaking of that, joining us now, associate coach for the UMD men's hockey teams, Adam Krause. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Um, not bad. <laughs> I, these weeks are never fun, right? Uh, in fact, I taped with Brett Larson yesterday, and he said, I, I know what it's like. You know, to, Everybody knows what it's like when you have a, a tough weekend like this. You get swept at home, and you know things don't go the way you want them to. You know, your initial thoughts, your reaction to what you saw last weekend against North Dakota? 
Yeah, I think, um, well, first and foremost, we played a really good hockey team. I think that always puts pressure on, um, you know, your coverages, your systems, your, you know, your individual efforts and things like that. So forces you to be at your best. And, you know, that's a team that always seems to do that. Um, so, yeah, obviously disappointed with the results, you know, try not to dwell on them. We were, you know, we're trying to move on uh, constructively and making sure we're learning from the things we, you know, we thought we could, we could have been better at. And, and that's really all you can do because uh, for us, not a lot of time to think too much about it because we have another really good opponent coming uh, this weekend in St. Cloud. Uh, how, how fine is that line where you, you want to learn? Obviously, if you're not learning, then what are we doing here? But at the same time, you can't dwell. Yeah, I think it's definitely a fine fine line between, you know, obviously being disappointed in the results and but not letting that disappointment distract you from learning and getting better. I think, you know, you gotta table that and use it as, as energy and focus and fire and, and making sure you're putting, you know, positive energy into the teaching things and things, you know, you know, some young guys are, are being exposed to right now that uh, is is showing them that, you know, the teams that we're playing right now are um, they're very good opponents. Uh, they're well coached, and you know it's uh, it's just an opportunity for us to learn and grow. And um, there's really no other way to look at it. Talking to UMD men's hockey associate coach Adam Kraus, what'd you like this past weekend? I'm not, I'm not going to try to lead the witness. I'm just going to ask you, you know, Friday, Saturday, what things did you like out of your group? I thought, um, well, first I thought our goaltender played really well. I thought our goalie gave us a chance both nights to, you know, stay in hockey games where I thought there was moments that, um, you know, without him could have got a little bit more out of out of reach in some moments. So, you know, other than that, you know, I thought we showed some resilience. You know, again, there was a lot of moments where I, I thought we could have folded up the tent there a little bit, uh, you know, both nights, like good teams are going to do against you. And um, even in moments where I thought we got really, you know, maybe out of sorts, um, we found our way back in most of those moments to kind of regroup a little bit and start putting the pressure back on them to to some certain certain extent. So, um, but again, you know, the results are the results, and you know we're we're, we're looking at the video here this week, and and there, there's some things from an individual standpoint that I think need to get better, um, you know, and and come up with a plan against uh, the next opponent. Uh, Todd, as we as we talk about these games in these last couple of weekends, the one thing that's really hard to notice, and I know there's not an easy answer to this, I understand that, but uh, you know you've had three straight weekends here where the Friday games have simply not been very good, and, and the Saturday games have been, for from your at least your team's perspective, the efforts, the performances, maybe the results haven't been there, but the the the, the efforts have been there more on Saturday than Friday. Is, is there any way that you can? I, I, I know if the answer was yes, you'd already have it dealt with, but is there any common thread to this is there anything you can think of as to as to why these are happening on Fridays because it, it's a trend that you, certainly you gotta stop yeah I, I mean certainly like you said I think if, if we have the answer um, we're not allowing it to happen I think um, you know from a you know getting down goals and things like that I think those are big picture things but you know peeling back on a Friday night and watching the tape and watching those moments that maybe lead to us getting behind the eight ball a little bit and losing momentum I think there's been some early penalties some early momentum on power plays the other teams have had some bad bounces I'm looking at you know the one in Minnesota on Friday night it's a one nothing game I think we're playing a really nice hockey period on the road against a really good opponent um you know, Aaron unfortunately slips from underneath them. They they score it's two nothing. I, I think those little moments are happening and getting away from us. Um, you know, with a young group. Um, so, you know, 
I can't really pinpoint it right now for you, Bruce, but um, I think, you know, it's something we'd certainly talk about. So it's, 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 it's nothing like that. It's just like, uh, you know, you want to turn over the puck less and um, things like that. It's, it's things we're focusing on. And I think just takes time to really, um, to really move the needle on that. Yeah, the three in the first period Friday, I think, two are the basically the direct result of, of turnovers in the defensive zone. Did you feel like you cleaned some of that up on Saturday? It's not like North Dakota stopped pressuring. Did you, did you feel like your guys handled it better? I think so. Again, you know, I think a, a big part of that is the teams we're playing. Again, like I said earlier, they're going to put they're going to put as much pressure as they can on, on our individual play, on our puck management decisions. Um, you play teams like that, they're going to force you to to make good plays, right? And you know, unfortunately, you know, we're not managing the puck in some situations for 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 some different reasons that we're, we're kind of trying to find out and fix. Um, and again, when you when you give pucks to players that teams like North Dakota have, um, you know, it can get really out of hand really quick, and then you're defending a lot, and then you're defending just to get an exit, just to get a, a dump in in the offensive zone, just to get a change, and they're coming back at you. So it's a really hard cycle to break once you're on that, um, and good teams keep you on that. Uh, you mentioned the name Aaron Pionk, and I know that was a that was a tough deal in Minnesota where where he just slipped, and that's going to happen. I, I think I said on the air when that did happen that Aaron Pionk could play 15 more years of high level hockey, and that that exact play will never happen again. The way it went down that Friday night, what have you thought of his first 11 games as a Bulldog? Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's a superstar in the making. I think he's um, he's not even near what he will be physically I think will only help his game I think he thinks it at a very high level we're putting him in a lot of big spots um, he's playing against some really good players like I said he's, he's defending some really good forwards some forwards that have been in college hockey and doing really well for two, three, four, five plus years so um, at moments when he makes it look so easy it, it kind of tells you what his potential looks like and um, just like anyone else just like a young player he's trying to figure out uh figure out college hockey a little bit and then figuring it out with the opponents we're playing early on in your career just um, fast tracks that and sometimes I think uh, you know unfortunately these guys right now as as freshmen and some younger players against our competition they're drinking out of a fire hose a little bit right now but um, that's where we have to stay poised and making sure we're just taking these moments to learn and um, and to move on and and that just doesn't mean you're any less disappointed in the results certainly but I think if you put too much energy and worrying about the result you're not getting ready for that next opponent not growing um, and then that's where I think you can stay on on a cycle that maybe repeats itself um, farther down the road than, than, than it should. Never mind the physical resemblance that exists. Do you? How often do you watch him in practice and in games there in Pionk and think, oh my gosh, Neil would, Neil would do it the exact same way? Yeah, they have a lot of the same mannerisms on the ice. I know there's some familiar spinoramas that, <laughs> that he's pulled off that, you know, that Neil liked. But I think just, um, you know, that they have a real internal compete, drive, love of the game. I think they're very aware of different situations on the ice, you know, um, so very similar in, in different ways. I think the build, their builds are a little bit different, so it's going to take a little bit more time for Aaron to, again, as maybe more of a tall, lankier player to to add some weight and to really make it more effective. 
um, leaning on guys playing some more some more minutes, but his future is uh, extremely bright. What have you thought uh, of your center play so far? You lose Dominic James, who was by far your best face-off guy last season. And and I know it's more than just face-offs, but that's an area that I was really concerned about beyond, you know, even before Dom was injured. And you've had some guys step up in the face-off circle and give you, and give you an opportunity to possess the puck a little more. Yeah, no, I'm proud of those guys. They've put the work in and, you know, done a lot of the video work on, on, on studying the centers and studying kind of the art of, of taking a draw. And, and, and again, it was just, you know, if you look at our, our centermen, you look at Cole Spicer, Matthew Perkins, um, Jack Smith, um, some of these guys, these are first, second year players. So, um, you know, and again, they're They're going against some, some really top, top centermen right now. And again, in the, in the competition we're playing. So, um, so it's been a really good bright spot for us. I think again, like anything, you want to just move the needle. It's not going to get, you know, perfect overnight. But really proud of of some of our guys taking some steps in that. And um, it was something that I know we put a focus on. And, and obviously losing Dom not only in, in faceoffs is has been quite the loss for us. But um, you know, it's been a it's been an area that you know you can take as a positive uh, this this early in the season. You watch guys take extra faceoffs in practice, but it's a lot more, like you just said, it's a lot more than that. You, you've got to know what you're going up against Friday and Saturday, and, and there is a lot of video work that goes into that, right? Yeah, there's a lot of video work and studying kind of what centers that uh, potentially you could be lining up against for the majority of the game, um, you know, what, what your strategy is on different sides of the rink, um, whether on your forehand, your backhand, and, and what dot you're on, whether it's a defensive dot, your offensive dots, or even dots in the neutral zone. Your strategy changes a little bit, so put more thought into kind of the, the mental aspect of what what's the purpose on each of these dots and, and and again it's all credit to those guys you know we're giving the resources the video but they're, they're clearly putting in the work in after practice and and watching those those things and getting preparation and again um it's something that we'll keep moving the needle on but it, it shows you you put the effort into something and um little by little drip by drip you can you can make progress a couple more here for umv men's associate coach adam Krause, st cloud state here this weekend uh in st cloud you saw them seven times in the second half last season they've, they've got some new faces but stylistically i gotta think you you you, you know what you're up against this weekend yeah i think right now we're starting to call it an inner squad game um for how much we've <laughs> seem to play them so much in the last even few years but uh, I feel like it's just the same story every opponent we play if you don't show up you're going to get beat right so um, it's no different against this team you know all the teams that we play they have their threats they have guys that we need to be aware um, where they are on the ice when they're on the ice um, you know the power plays we're playing are kind of Obviously, they speak for themselves with the players and the personnel and the history they have with with uh, you know the success they have on the power play. So another area we need to be aware of, and another team that's very well coached. So it's it's kind of the same recipe we're seeing over and over and over again each weekend. And um, obviously, we're going to a big sheet, which is uh, changes a little bit different. You know, that's something that we don't see really ever now. I think St. Cloud might be one of the last ones to have that. So um, makes it a little bit more of a of a strange thing to go onto a big sheet now for for maybe two games a year. So. Um, but again, just a unbelievably coached team, a very strong opponent, a familiar opponent, and, and things we've learned. Uh, if you don't show up and play your game, they'll take advantage of your mistakes, and the weekend won't end well. You hit it on the head. This is not you don't see the big ice a lot anymore. I, I know the distance between the dots is the same. I understand all that, but this is a team that traditionally has used that big ice really well. How do you how, how do you get it to where maybe they're not allowed to use the big ice as well and maybe you can find a way to use it well yourself? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, creating some space outside the dot that's already half some space maybe it leads to some more possession time in the offensive zone. I think it really comes back to structure and defending the middle of the ice. I think you have to be okay a little bit defending um, – you know, with them having possession a little bit more, that's I think what we've learned in St. Cloud is not uh, getting too uncomfortable in structure, making sure we're keeping them to the outside and, and kind of being patient on, on areas that we can kill. I think if you chase outside and you try to end a play before it's ready to be ended and before we're in a position to end a play, I think that's when it can it can bite you a little bit. So again, I think patience and structure, um, and then taking advantage. And when we have moments to end plays and, and change possession of the puck, we have to take advantage of that. So it's that unique balance of that. And obviously they're a team that's familiar with that ice. So I think they have a little bit better relationship with, um, you know, when that is to go, when it isn't to go. So, um, but, you know, fortunately we've had some experience on that ice sheet a lot in the last few years and our guys have played there. So, um, again, it's going to come down to our effort, our, you know, our focus, our intensity, um, you know, at, so it's just something that we're going to talk about here. We'll get a couple skates on that ice, and, and we'll go from there. Appreciate you as always, man. Thanks for the time. We'll see you this weekend. Awesome. Thanks, Bruce. All right, Adam Kraus, UMD Men's Hockey Associate Coach, Bulldog St. Cloud State. Our coverage at 7 o'clock on Friday and then 6.30 on Saturday here on KDAL. Run a timeout. Ryan Phelps, the prep update, standing by. We'll wrap things up in a moment. Bruce Siski show on a Tuesday brought to you by Sanju Two Harbors. Sanju.com. It's 1051, 610, 103.9 KDAL.